0: Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to this Partner Podcast with Serious Decisions. We're doing five of these podcasts, and we're looking at some of the really pressing issues for for people in the B2B marketing space. And today I have with me Julian Archer, who's Senior Research Director, Marketing Operations Strategies with Serious Decisions. Welcome, Julian.
1: Thank you very much. Hello.
0: And what we're talking about today is something which, if it's not pressing for you, it probably should be, and that's GDPR. Uh, the theme of the Serious Decision Summit, where we're coming to you from, is building the playbook for intelligent growth, and you really need to be building a playbook for GDPR to underpin that, and that is a pressing issue, isn't it, Julian? It
1: is indeed. Um, there are so many issues with GDPR. It is not... Uh, it is a law which requires that folks really have a lawful basis for processing the personal data. Now that covers everything from employees to company data. So it's always a very, very broad topic. Where serious decisions of course help with the playbook is understanding what the impact of these laws will be on marketing and sales specifically
0: and that's where we come in really. Now some people are going to be saying, okay. This is all about Europe. I, mm. I don't have European customers. I only have a few, and I'm not sure who they are. Mm. It doesn't really matter to me. Expa- expand on that well, a bit. Well, a couple of things.
1: I mean, first and foremost, yes, it is a law aimed at if you're doing business in the European Union. Your headquarters may be anywhere in the world, but if you are targeting residents of the European Union, then you are going to be affected by this law. But I oh. always think it's, it's very hard always to think only about the law and the big sticks and the fines and thou shalt do this Think of it also as an opportunity to do better marketing, understand who your audience are, understand your contacts, the focus, the relevance, and actually it actually drives better marketing. So whilst technically, yes, if you're not doing any business in Europe, then you needn't bother with GDPR, Mm -hmm. but actually you'll find your competitors who are doing business in Europe will be changing their marketing processes, and you'll be then left
0: coming short, I think. Well, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Because although GDPR... Kind of looms as a shadow. Mm. As you say, it's also an opportunity. And I guess we should, for, for any listeners who aren't familiar with GDPR, we should say a little bit about uh, what it's about. I mean, the, the effect is it means the days of just mass blasting everyone, whether they want to hear from you or not. Well, it's it's f-
1: the GDPR is the General Data Protection Regulation, and it's fundamentally saying you have to have a lawful basis for processing someone's personal data. First of all, let's let's understand that the definition of personal data in the European Union is far broader in scope than it is in the US. In the US it sort of means any information that can directly identify somebody. In the European Union it's actually any information that can directly or indirectly identify somebody. So an IP address is actually personal data, because although it's only a laptop you can find, it's, hey, it's my laptop, therefore you can identify me. So that's an important element, first of all. Um, And so it's actually saying there must be a lawful basis. Now, one of those lawful bases is consent. There are others, such as legitimate interest and contractual law. Great. The fundamental thing is, do you have the right to process that data? Just because you have the data doesn't mean to say you have it. Now, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water... On the back of GDPR is another law coming down the track called e-privacy, or uh-huh. well, I call it e-privacy. Yeah. The e-privacy regulation is going to go into more detail around emails, around cookies, etc. So fundamentally you're right, the days are gone of, long gone of buying a list of names and spamming the heck out of those people, yeah. long gone, bad marketing in any way.
0: Uh, that, that's right. I mean, that's the point. But it was never a really no, good idea to be doing it. No,
1: no, precisely. I mean, it, we, we liken it very much to GDPR is like when they introduced the mandatory seatbelt law. You're, in, you're introducing seatbelts to, to make sure you're a better driver and smart and safer. So in some ways, yes, it may be a personal imposition to how dare you tell me to put a safety belt, seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's a flipping good idea. <laughs> Do you need a law to tell you to wear a seatbelt? No. And just like, just like the governments of the world have not introduced seatbelt laws to, so they can get extra money from fines, right. the same is with GDPR. They're actually saying, look, we have to be transparent and open with our data subjects as to what data you're collecting it, sorry, what data you're collecting, why you're collecting it, and what you intend to do with it. And that's all we're asking.
0: Yeah, and as listeners can probably tell from our accents, we we both originate in Europe. And there is a cultural difference here, I think. This, This has been a live issue... Um, for European citizens for some years now, the, the issue of what companies are doing with their data, whether yeah. they have the right to have it erased or to find out what companies are holding, it's kind of a new thing for the United States, isn't it?
1: It, it is. The, the US philosophy is very much you can do what you like with the data until I tell you to stop, until I opt down, right. for example. And, the, and, the, and the, the counterpart, it does require a change of DNA in thinking in terms of actually what right do you have to that data? How have you come by that data? What source What, what source have you got that data? And that's a really key thing because um, the, the idea of personal privacy we've seen in the press recently with things like Facebook and yes. what have you. I mean, it's fundamentally people are scraping the internet and using the data and selling it off without our knowledge. And that's not
0: really done. I know, and I think the, the Facebook story, the Cambridge Analytica thing, yeah. it shows that A kind of change of sensibility, even if it's early days, is underway in the United States, and US consumers are going to start asking those questions.
1: From all the, the research, if you look at a map of where the data privacy regulations are around the globe, the exception... Is the US. Yeah. There are regulations in Canada, in Australia, even in China for goodness sakes, in Japan. So actually the odd country out in this case is the US.
0: Okay now I want to look forward but before we do that let's look back a bit because if anyone's thinking that come May 25th mm-hmm. which is the big day they then have to start uh, (laughs) treating all the data they collect thereafter in this new way. It's retrospective as well, isn't it? It is,
1: it is. I mean, the reality is that the law was written in 2015. It became became law officially in 2016. We've had, therefore, a three-year grace period, in effect. And we'll have to look at, um, as we help our clients, look at the data in its entirety of its life cycle. How are we taking data into the organisation? How are we storing it? How are we making sure we're using compliant data in our marketing and sales efforts? How we maintain that compliance, and how we actually dispose of the data if it's not compliant. That terrible thing, disposing of data. Can you imagine a marketing team disposing of data? Well, yes, you have to Mm sometimes. And so your point, yes, you have to make sure data coming in is compliant, you should be doing that now, but yes, if you have a current database, which everybody does, you have to turn that from a non-compliant to a compliant database. You have to go through a compliance initiative to make sure you do drive that compliance. And so yes, technically speaking, and I say technically speaking, one should delete the data if it's not compliant on that day. Will people do that? Probably not, but we have to go through that journey. We have to show a journey. We have to, take, we have to show authorities that we take data privacy seriously.
0: Yep. And in fact, I, I just last week I received an email from a UK based company seeking to reconfirm hmm. my permission for them to contact me, yeah. but that is the only email I've got.
1: Well, I'm seeing many examples of hmm. course, and, and we are, are instructing our, our clients to actually go through an impl- a compliance initiative. But to rely only on an email is not very effective. There are multiple ways we can gain consent. We can gain consent from web forms, from emails, from trade shows, from events. Sales should be part of the solution in this type of scenario. It's not just marketing. Sales are part of the solution. Teleservices should be gaining consent. So everybody has to play their part.
0: And it really is explicit consent, isn't
1: it? It is. In the GDPR, we have to have unambiguous and freely given and specific consent. Um, and there. I won't go into those expressions now, but they are, it's quite quite strict what, what they mean there. But also, the ability to, re, to rescind consent yep. has to be as easy as when you're giving it. But the, G, the e-privacy regulation will go into deeper detail around what we mean by consent, in terms of perhaps you know, explicit, for example, Im- implicit.
0: When are we going to see the e-privacy? Uh... Well, it
1: was supposed to come in on the same day, May 25th, but it took some time to go through through the Parliament, as these right. things do, People are saying probably by the end of the year. Now, in the global order of things, a few months isn't that long. But I think really um, we should be thinking that it's going to come down the track now. It will come. Yeah. It's, it, we basically, we're a funny bunch, we Europeans. <laughs> we pass laws in the European Parliament. Those laws have to then go into the 28 national sovereign parliaments and go through that process as well. And if you, in case you're wondering, March 2019 is when the UK is maybe leaving the EU officially the likelihood is they're going to carry on the same regulations because they have to be compliant with the EU so if you're in the uh, if you're in the UK treat yourselves as in the EU and actually we say EU I mean I know this is getting quite detailed but Norway and Liechtenstein and Switzerland and they're not in the EU but look just say Europe it's a lot lot easier.
0: (laughs) Absolutely now this is also an ongoing thing it's it's a future looking project it's Mm. not like we're going to do something this month, next month, we're done with it.
1: And, And that's, I think, where serious decisions help, because we are not lawyers, but I understand the regulations. I understand the impact of what actually has to happen with that on marketing. And it is not a project. You, you, know, you can't say, well, I'm compliant on 25th of May, well done, tick in the box. You will have to be compliant until the day you retire. Right. And so you need guidance from Sirius of how what to do. As I've just said, there's other regulations coming down the track. There's more coming, we believe, in Japan. There will be more at some point in the future. The US will introduce new laws as well. So it's this program of continuous compliance that's
0: where serious decisions help with. I, I can't resist commenting. If it takes some time to get things through a European Parliament, it's going to take even longer to get through Congress. But it might I think do. thematically, you're right. It
1: might do. But I, I do hear there are actually opt-in laws in, in, in the state of Illinois, actually, but that's just uh, by the way.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, um, talked about how serious decisions can help. You're not, of course, a technology vendor. You're yeah. not going in there providing tools and solutions. So mm. in practical terms, serious decision sits down with someone to help them with GDPR, what do you offer?
1: We do, we, we offer tools and frameworks and we do actually offer certain tools in terms of checklists and guidance. I think what we, where we're strong is understanding the elements that have to be covered and ticked off, for example ensuring a company has a data privacy compliance strategy. What do they intend to do regarding that very thing of consent or legitimate interest? Will they do double opt-in across the world? Will they do single opt-in? Then we have to go down and say okay, there is a data life cycle. Let's understand how you are gathering data into your organization, all the way through that life cycle I've just explained. But beyond that, the people, how will you train and certify the people on data privacy? How will you adopt and utilize the technologies? Because there has been an explosion of technologies to drive and support compliance, whether it be a performance platform or privacy platform, um, preference center management, consent management solutions. There's a whole range of options there. Because as you just said, the the, the right to be forgotten will mean I have to know where the data is so I can delete (laughs) it. So where is all my data? So there's a massive technology requirement but also help them with the measurement of compliance. And unless you're measuring it, for example, our percentage of opt-ins today is X, it should be growing by Y, we, need to, we won't move forward. We need to have that measurement component as well. So we help clients understand, and, and we can give critique, and say, think about this, think about that. How are you making sure your web forms are standard? What are you doing with event data capture, for example? So that's how we help our clients.
0: It's essentially, seems to me, a kind of a prod, to businesses to do what they should be doing anyway, I, in terms of finding out where their data is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, if, you, if you just stay, take a step back and yeah. say, I'm asking you to tell me what data you're collecting, why you're collecting, where, what's the source of that data, does that sound stupid or crazy? No, it may sound extra work, but the same way creating a campaign plan or creating personas is extra work, but you know it makes sense, and that's really GDPR all over.
0: Okay, and just finally, in terms of how concerned people should be. I can well anticipate that activists, privacy activists in Europe, are all primed to go after some of the big names and try to catch them out. If you're just a regular business, well known, but not super high profile, how concerned should you be? I think if you're showing that
1: you are serious about data privacy, you've looked at your privacy statements, you're showing processes, then you're well on 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 the right journey. Come May the twenty-sixth. Will the sky fall down? Will the heavens open? I doubt it very much. i mean, in the Elizabeth Denham, the Commissioner Office in the UK has quite categorically said, we are not out to fine people. The same way a government who's introducing seatbelt laws will not become rich by finding people not wearing seatbelts. What we're trying to do is to change, or I say we, the European regulation is trying to change, is actually a sense of that privacy is important. So will they be fine? Will they get fined 4%? No, I don't believe... So. I'm not a policeman, I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> I don't know, but I suspect not... The, the point being that you, um, there will be, there will be uh, warnings, there will be, yes, I'm sure there will be some lighthouse cases, but if you are a regular company showing that you're doing through uh, good uh, privacy policies
0: and change, change management, then I think you really are going to be okay. Okay, well, good luck with it, everyone. Thanks, Julian, for that overview. It's a pleasure. And we'll be talking a lot more to serious decisions and also a lot more about GDPR and all our coverage. So thanks for listening.